All right, man. Got a question for you. Sure. Um, what's something that you just like completely nerd out about that maybe not a lot of people know about? Oh, okay. So now I've got to delve deep because I'm going to say, well, video games and other media. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I don't know really i mean other than my video games and my uh my like uh other media that i like you know i really don't really super nerd out about a lot of things other than that okay i mean what would you say i nerd out about like you I mean, know me good enough you make you make good ribs oh yeah I, I do like smoking stuff i'm not really like i don't think of myself as like really nerdy into it but i do like look at a lot of things online like a lot of youtube videos people doing stuff I'm like how are they doing that because i want to try it or when i i taste something i do ask people hey how did you do that yeah i'm trying to like gonna like steal some of their their talent you know <laughs> integrate it into my own i think we all nerd out about something yeah and um i think sometimes people get shy to share it or they don't even necessarily think to talk about it just because it's just something inherently that they're curious about I think, yeah. like, getting nerdy about something is kind of an outworking of curiosity to a certain extent. And, I mean, and it doesn't have to be something, like, for you're nerdy for, for, like, your life, your whole life. You can just go down the YouTube rabbit hole, you know? For just a moment, yeah. So, why don't we talk about this a little bit, kind of riff on the, the nerdy? Yeah, riff on the nerdy. Launch out onto the loop with us today as we discuss riff on being nerdy. Is that yeah. what you said? Yeah, right. or okay to be nerdy. Okay whatever. to be nerdy. On Curiosity Continuum. Hey everybody, this is Josh. And this is Brian. Welcome to the podcast for Curiosity Continuum. Curiosity Continuum is an ever-growing collection of content designed to ignite your creative talents and power up your critical thinking skills. Master your world by learning the essentials needed to thrive in this century. We share conversations that explore, examine, and reframe practical topics that help you learn something new and apply what you already know in a new way in this constantly changing world. Be sure to hit subscribe on your favorite podcast app to review, receive notifications of new content. If you want, oh my word, I'm struggling today. If you would like to know, <laughs> if you like what you hear, I want to dive deeper, and you want to listen to Brian Flub words, be sure to sign up for our newsletter by visiting us at www.curiositycontinuum.com. It's remarkable I got that part right. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in, and let's start the conversation. All right, Brian, so you had this idea because we were talking um, before about something else, but it kind of came up in that episode, too. So we don't really know the order we're going to talk about these in, so we're not going to talk about that episode too much. But what, you know, you said, okay, to be nerdy, like everybody like geeks out about something. Like you're like really passionate about something. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be like I mentioned in the intro, like a YouTube rabbit hole. I don't know if you've ever done that. Like we're like, oh, I wonder about something like this. And then all of a sudden you're like, you like search YouTube and you find like, 10,000 videos and you're like, oh, how about that one? Or how about that one? <laughs> oh, no, that one's really interesting. Holy yep. crap, I didn't know they could do that. You know? <laughs> that That's, um, I go down those holes often and I think like I just yeah find a topic and I, I dive into it. But I want to go back a little bit. If we can spin this in like a little bit of a nostalgic sort of way. Sure. There are things, I think for the Gen Xers especially, we have all of our like cool stuff when we were from childhood still present. Just because of the age we came up and there's still enough people that remember it that seeded the internet with this stuff that we can go. There's a lot of power in nostalgia. But there are certain things that you don't think like, well, that's not really cool anymore. And you tell yourself some script. Like I told myself about that with Legos. Yeah. Now, I thought like at a certain age I shouldn't play with Legos because it's like a child's toy, right? And like I've I've talked about several times on this podcast, my love of Legos. And then when my son became of age and I started playing with Legos like I love it 
Right. And there's all these adults that love Legos, and they're shameless about their love. Yeah. Which I love these people. Yeah. And, and, and Legos noticed, and they, you know, have the th- sets now that are like a you know, $700 for a Lego set that yes. take you 47 hours to build. <laughs> Heaven forbid you lose one piece, you know? I know. <laughs> and then you gotta go, I'm missing piece number 525, and you have to write Lego to get it for it. Sometimes getting people to be open about that, I think it almost builds a, a immediate relational connect quicker. If somebody's brave enough and I'll say vulnerable enough to share what yeah. they nerd out about. Yeah, and I think part of that is like people like, I think it happens like when you're young, like you like something and you're like, oh, I really like this. And somebody's like, well, that's stupid. Yeah. And then you're, then all of a sudden you have like this block in your mind that, oh, if I really like something, I shouldn't really like talk about it too much because somebody might not understand that it's good. Right. Yeah. And so I think that that's where that comes from. That little like, like that hesitancy to kind of like talk about stuff. You almost need permission to allow yourself to be excited about it. Josh and I both love stickers that I mean, we we, uh, we have Curiosity Continuum stickers that we hand out to people, which that's a hint if you want a Curiosity Continuum sticker. <laughs> yeah, if you ever see us, yeah. Let us know. But, you know, I handed a sticker to somebody. They said, oh, my gosh, this is a cool sticker. And then they started talking about the sticker club that they were involved in back in grade school. And they still had their books from grade school. And you would peel them off to, like, trade stickers yeah. and stuff. Yeah. And it was like, and she said, I love that stuff. Yeah. And I just handed her a sticker. Yeah. But it was like, it gave her permission to say, like, I really enjoy this. And that's really fun. Yeah. It's like something we don't do enough of, especially as adults. Like, you don't, like, let yourself just, let yourself just be vulnerable and just be, like, a kid again. Like, you don't have to always be driving for the, th- the thing, right? You don't always have to be doing the thing. Yeah. In fact, it's better if you're not always doing the thing. So you kind of do some of the stuff that you want to do, too. And, like, you might not even know you need it. I've done that before where... You know, I told, like, I told my wife, look, I'm going to go in my game room, play a game or something. And after I play it, I'm like, man, I feel really good. Like, I feel energized, right? Yeah. And so that's the kind of stuff you need. You need the break from just your day-to-day because you, if you're in it every single minute of every single day, you're just not going to be, you're just not going to be productive. And when people tell me they work, like, 17 hours a day, I'm like, no, you don't. I mean, you, you know, if you're in an office, you for sure don't. Because how many how many times are you in the break room? You know how many times are you doing this? How many times are you doing <laughs> True. that? But if you're, you know, if you're like a like a, like some blue collar workers, I mean, they do work like that, and they might do that for like two days, and then they have like three days off. Yeah, you know, and they got to unplug because you can't keep doing that. No, nurses are a great example of that. The nurses like, and doctors, yeah, they're, they're skilled and they do what they do, and they're on. And they're on. That always drives me bonkers. Like the people that are responsible for us, like when we're sick and almost dying, they could be in there like 72 hours straight. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, get these people a nap. You know? <laughs> something, you know, at least an energy drink. Yeah. Or so, you know, this guy a chocolate bar. You need something, you know. <laughs> uh, when I think when we connect over those things, it allows us to have time to kind of escape where we are. And go to a place of, I'll say a place of pleasure. It sounds kind of weird, but it really is. It's it's, like, it's relaxing the critical portion of your brain. And you might even use that part, but you're using it in a different way. It really feels like you have switched gears, right? You just changed to do something totally different. And like Brian and I, we do a lot of work for Curiosity Continuum. And we do a lot of stuff for it. And sometimes we're just sitting down, we're working side by side or we're working together on stuff. 
And then I'm just like, I got to get out of here. <laughs> like, I'm like, I got to unplug for 10 minutes and just yep. go sit and watch TV or something or yeah. just mainly just zone out for like 10 minutes. And then I, I find when I come back, I'm like a lot better at it. Yep. Sometimes, too, the, um, the, the change of direction in that regard, it's a different type of energy and you can get really charged by it. And people right. don't allow themselves to do it. So, like, people who are, when you're naturally passionate about something. Yeah. Or you just, like, are curious you and you maybe know something you want to share what you know because it's such a joy for you in the discovery process right it's what you learned you want to share because you know that joy that you felt by yeah. learning about and i think that. a good example of that for brian and i was uh f- you know a few months ago now we did that timbg forum right mm-hmm. was later in the evening we were tired like we both because we had been working all week so it was like on a thursday evening like seven o'clock and we were supposed to keynote. Brian was doing a presentation. We both did. And we both said to ourselves, man, we're tired, but we're going to do this. But once we got there and actually got engaged, we saw that the people we were talking to were engaged. They were excited about it. It's like all that tiredness just went away. And we were like, we were like on a new, like hopped up about it. We're like, we're really intensely passionate about it. And we saw people were like just wanting the information. It was like such a cha- a joy, really, that all of the hard work that we do matters to other people, too. Yes. You know? And it gives other people kind of a place forward. So uh, a TIMBG stands for Tennessee Immigrant Minority Business Group. And uh, there's two doctors that started it. One is a doctor of, in college, Dr. Galen Hull. And then Dr. Ming Wang, who is the uh, renowned eye surgeon. He actually worked on my eyes and... I'm grateful that I can open my eyes in the morning and see. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a good thing. Yeah, he's good at what he does. He does. He's done, I think, over at the time of this recording, over fifty-five thousand LASIK procedures. It's amazing. It's a lot. So I'm a I'm a member. I'm a board member of TIMBG, and so we have to moderate this stuff. Part of the way that Josh and I started the conversation with this is that we basically had people come up who are on our panel, and all they were able to tell people was their name and their favorite color. Yeah. Just to get people started. And then people had to lean in and really listen. And some of these ways that we did it is like some people kind of had it right off the bat. They could start it. And then somebody go, oh, like they got a foothold and then they could take it and talk about it because you're giving them the accessibility into the conversation that way. And what that does, we find, is drops a lot of, you know, the label biases of other people. It also disarms the people that are talking. So they're going to talk about what they're passionate about. And it's okay to do that. And no one there and people are actually listening to you because they're looking at what you're saying rather than who you are or what you do or hey i got this much money so you know follow me around yeah i'm not part of your posse basically you know Mm -hmm. it's like but it it really helps us to kind of frame that and that's what you know it's okay to be into certain things and into topics and talk about them with other people doesn't mean you have to go around talking about football with every single person you meet you know but if somebody has talks about it you know they're like oh that's cool like i find that out with video games like when I go to meet other people, somebody says something, you know, about a video game or whatever. I'm like, oh, I'm into video games too. Find that I'm like naturally drawn to that person. So these topics can actually help you connect to people. Yep. In a real meaningful way. Now, see, I would I would argue that um, when you talk about football, for example, like I am not a football person. I was the guy actually when I grew up. We were at family gatherings. All the men are watching TV. Guess where I'm? I'm in the kitchen with the ladies, helping yeah. make the food, prep the food. Because I didn't, football didn't interest me one bit. Right. And so some guys, I, in good good heartedness, are trying to say, well, what about the whatever team? And I'm like, well, I know they're a team. <laughs> so it's kind of right, a, right. a conversation stopper. So there's always other ways to get into a conversation. Yeah. Some people talk about weather. Honestly, I think where, I mean, weather affects us all. 
right? Right. But it's not something like unless you're like super passionate about it. Now we did go to school with a guy who just loved the weather. Now he's a different type of person. Like we talk about the weather, he would actually talk about the weather, <laughs> like literally the weather. Like oh, the cumulonimbus clouds today. Yes, and a, a nor'easter and blah blah blah. We're like yeah. whoa. I'm just saying, you know, a hey, nice day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He was, <laughs> not a, he wasn't a paid meteorologist, but he had as much knowledge of it because he loved yeah. it. But. And he that, still does that on and he Facebook. Still does he posts it. on Facebook. Yeah. But see, he's truly passionate about it. So for him, the weather is not small talk. Right. I think some people say, like, well, let's try to find something to talk about and it's small talk. Right. If you're really not you're trying to find something common, but there's not common passion. See, if there's a common passion, it doesn't feel like small talk because at that point it's not. Both people or however many people are engaging in it are really truly nerding out about it. They're yeah. engaged. They're, yeah. So I think the lesson there is your small talk is someone else's passion, right? Yeah. And it's okay. That's okay. But it's like, you got to realize that sometimes maybe you're not really that interested in it, but there are other people that are. And those people, when they, because something like the weather, if somebody is like really into the weather, there's not that many people that are small community, right? So if you find that person, you're just going to be like, this is awesome. Yeah. You know, and you're just, and they just go nerd out together. And that's great. You know, and that's what I think personally, like the internet, the best thing that's come out of the internet. Yeah. Like if I want to go find this little topic that I'm passionate about or even a big topic, I can find thousands of people, maybe millions that are into it too. Yeah. We can all connect together. See, the the thing, the nice thing about the internet and that is that um, nothing, if you look for it, it's not trying to say, well, we only have so much room on like today's broadcast. Right. Or we only have like a, like we're all in an auditorium and have 200 seats, mm-hmm. you know? This could be, it's like infinitely huge, right? If you uh, find something, I, I would I would encourage people to do this, is like lead with something like kind of nerdy or just something that you like. It's more personal. Yeah, something right? that you can speak well to. Yeah. You know? It might even throw people off. You say, hey, I'm so, so-and-so. I say, hey, I'm so-and-so. Uh, fun fact about me is that my favorite color is blah, and I really like blah. You know, even if it's not the same thing, it's like, oh, well, that's kind of cool. You know, and yeah, people then start you, but you find a way forward. It's not just like uh, the weather's nice, right? Yep, that's good. Those are stop. Those conversations stop. Those are yes, no questions. I would really uh, challenge people to think of questions that open a conversation and not close one. Very good. You know, and I think that's probably a pretty good place to put a comma. But you have any other thoughts, Brian? No, um, just just encouragement, and I'll encourage myself as I say it that. There are, I think, things that I have, I just know I enjoy and don't lead with it right off the bat. But when I do, I never regret it. No. Because. And you you were kind of true to who you are anyway. Even if, like, the person, like, total falls flat. Yeah, you tried. Yep. You know? But when you, it the pro, the point is, when you find that person you make the connection with, it makes it worth it. The failures are, you know, the successes fall far away, the failures of that. Mm-hmm. Very good. All right, folks. Until next time, this is Brian. And this is Josh. For Curiosity Continuum.
Thank you.